Hey there, geeks and gamers. This is your best friend, Joe, coming at you with a quick programming note before we get into today's episode. First of all, I wanted to say thanks again for your patience between episodes. Having that one off was tremendously helpful for us to transition into the new season, as well as take care of some things in our own personal lives um, and make sure that we could continue producing the show without burning ourselves out entirely. So thanks again. Regarding your patience, we have to stretch it even further because Terrence's audio on this episode, for whatever reason, is not as high quality as it should be. Um, We had a slew of tech issues regarding this episode, and it's miraculous that I was able to save any audio whatsoever. It is totally listenable. It's just not nearly as good as I would like it to be. But for comparison's sake, you could always go back and listen to some early episodes from the first season. Just kidding. Um, Enjoy this episode and look forward to us coming back with our next one two weeks from now on Friday the 13th. Thanks and enjoy the show. Um, If I, it's been like three years in podcast time. If I remember correctly, we usually do gunk in this part oh shoot you're right i forgot about gunk because we don't do gunk in in our we other don't do one. gunk and mock footage. and we don't or deck of friendship deck of friendship is all gunk it's all gunk so we can't have any in the beginning but Terrence. <clears throat> yeah shouldn't we clap before the gunk gunk me do we not time that is before oh gunk? yeah you're right we should clap shoot God, i don't know how to do what anything. are you guys doing <laughs> Who's running this pod show? Show. <laughs> this what? <laughs> you heard what I said, Ray. You're right, we should start the episode, baby. Alright, season three, so it's officially Ray's turn to uh, start the episodes every week. Uh, every episode, so go ahead. Hello and welcome to Overwitch. It's a gaming podcast where your three best friends catch you up on Overwatch, if we have anything to talk about, and then we deep dive with our pickaxes into another video game. Ooh, <laughs> foreshadowing. <I> like- <laughs> Thanks, I'm Ray. I'm your best friend. I'm Terrence, your other best friend. And I, I'm Joe. He's a he's your other best friend. I'm also your best friend. Thank you, yes. And uh Guys, what's new in Overwatch? Okay, I'm just gonna say what everyone's thinking. Feet. Sigma balls. Who's Sigma? <laughs> so not feet. Wait, it's always what Sigma, not how is Sigma. <laughs> How's Sigma? How Sigma? Probably cold because of his little toesies. His little toesies. His little toesies. You know, I want to take my socks off now, just thinking about them. Um, I'm wearing sandals. Sigma's great. Sigma's the new tank. We talked about him last time. He's in the game now. He's playable, and he is very fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um. He's got the same problems as before with the Asylum look. He even has Asylum-specific skins, which is mm. not great. But yeah. he's 
really cool and he's really fun and he shakes up the tank game in a major way which is exciting for me personally that's all that's all he also has um like really cool skins as well i really like the oracle skin it's very good yeah the oracle one is cool or the profit one i like that one a lot and i also really like the talent skin oh yeah it is really good i like that yeah uh his uh move set consists of he shoots two balls at you that which Mm -hmm. is why joe made a reference to sigma balls that's not why i did that but i'll take credit for it (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm putting a ban on Sigma Ball starting right now. Well, now we can't because that's what his primary is fi- fire is called. Is he's gonna shoot his Sigma Balls at you? Yeah, and they're pretty. I'm uh, quitting. They're pretty fun. Season three, episode one. Um, Bye. Sorry, Terrence, I cut you off. So no, you're good. You're good. Please, please continue. Um. So he shoots his uh, balls at you, and they bounce once. They they just got one bounce. <laughs> it's only you know, one. I, <laughs> It bounces ball once, and they have area of effect damage, but it's mid-range, so that's pretty cool. I think it's a little longer than the distance of Brigida's, like, like, her, like, sling. Do they do they have a maximum range? Do they explode if they go too far? Uh, I think they just die off if they go too far huh, and don't interact with things. Yeah, it's not as long as you'd expect. Um, I know they have quick. a little bit of an arc to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a little shorter than uh, Moira's range, if not equal to Moira's range. I think it's longer than that. But I haven't I, tried him a lot, unfortunately. I was That's... shooting clear across the well on Ilios and hitting oh, the wall on the far. other side. So. I don't think that they have a maximum range, but I don't. I don't know. Oh no! I I played in the uh, well. I played in the uh, training mode. Unless they updated him, it definitely has. They a maximum may have range. because he does. He does already feel a lot different than even the like he felt at launch. I don't know if they actually changed him or not, or if I just got used to him. But regardless, he also has a big rock that he hurls at people. He also has a a sucky, um, you know. No, 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 no! You need to clarify because he that's also has term. a force field type move that he can activate and it has the same roughly the same duration as Genji's deflect and works similarly but instead of bouncing the projectiles back it adds to his personal shields and I believe also his barrier and he has his barrier which he can shoot out and he can project to whatever distance he wants and then it stays there until either he recalls it or it's shattered um, and that's that's Sigma and that's Sigma Oh, and his ultimate is he uh, shoots a big area of effect, and everyone that gets caught in it gets shot up into the air, which makes them easy to shoot for a little while, and then they fall down and take damage. It's fun. It's fun. He's fun. Can I get a what is this melody from Terrence? What is this melody? (laughs) That was brilliant. That was really good. I could feel the pain, Mm -hmm. and that was really bravo. It was pain. It was pain. Bravo. Thank you, I appreciate it. I do have a question for both of you. Sigma balls. Now, no. Now we know that Sigma's into music, and Lucio's into music. Okay. What kind of instrument would Tracer use? <sighs> Maracas. <sighs> Maracas? I have an answer. That doesn't too. count. Why not? Are you, what? That's a musical instrument. Don't be mean to maracas. I'm not being mean to maracas. I just feel like, well, maybe maracas. My answer is like... a tuba. <sighs> okay. It's a thing. Can you imagine Tracer running around with a tuba? It's I actually can't. Cute. I'm trying to. Give me a second. What? 
She'd be very slow. I'm thinking like a xylophone. Just attached? Just <laughs> Wait, does she have to carry it around? Yes, yes. obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's got to be a percussion, right? Of some sort. Maybe. It doesn't have to. It's got to I mean, be. That or she's going to break her mouth. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, All right, anyway. <laughs> yeah. There are also changes to Brigitte. Ray, can you uh, dip into those for a second? Oh, sure. Um, Brigitte is a healer now. Um, she... <laughs> she has become more of a support. Uh, instead of a single target, she gets three charges of over the time overtime heals, which is fun. Her her mace whip has also been in, in, improved with its speed, and she has less shield life. So her shield is more of like a, a clutch in the moment thing rather than a mm-hmm. sustained damage block. She's fun. She's you have to be a lot more maneuverable with her, and her her healing is a lot more fun now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the other big change that's happened to Overwatch in the interim is that roll queue has been init- initiated into the game. It is not on quick play, at least not yet. It's only on the competitive mode. We haven't bothered with it yet. I have. We don't really. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm. How does it feel? Uh, so it's it's pretty sick, but the problem with that is... It, actually, it's not a problem. It's actually pretty cool. So when you're doing like the test runs, there are only uh, five test games, and they're uh, individual to the specific mm. role. So the three okay. roles each have five of their own like tests that you get to and do. And they have their that. own... Uh, Probably ranking, ranking system. Well. Mm-hmm. I guess that is the only way that that would make sense. But yeah, yeah. no, I think I think it's a good idea. I But I don't know how... I think it kind of cuts down the creativity when it comes to team, cre- like composure. Yeah. Yes. You know, I I agree. One of the one I went to see an Overwatch League game. I think we talked about this on the show, but I saw, went to see an Overwatch League game shortly before they implemented Roll Queue. And in that game, Mayhem came out into the field with five DPS and one healer, which was wild and it didn't work like it worked for a little bit and it was funny and it was fun to see that and you're not going to get stuff like that going forward but i do also know that overwhelmingly the overwatch league players are happy with this change because mostly because the damage dealers can actually play their damage heroes again instead of being stuck on tanks yeah so there's pros and cons to it there's pros and cons to it um i'm glad it's not in quick play i'll just say that not yet well, we'll see what the future holds. <laughs> anyway, that's enough Overwatch news for now. You want to talk about some dwarves in space? Sure. You said not talking about Overwatch and Torbjorn is a dwarf. Oh, my bad. So yeah, that's the other big piece of Overwatch news is that Torbjorn actually isn't in the game anymore. They completely <laughs> removed him because he's in another game now. Torbjorn's uh. um, still there, which is good, but... <laughs> Torbjorn left. I'm getting into my rocket ship. I need to go save him. Go save him. I'm taking you with me. Let's go. Wait, can I let's come along? Yeah, come I on, Terrence. Can... Let's go. Okay, cool. Okay, so welcome to Kerbal Space Program. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. We're in space again. Yeah, it's me and Ray's here. Hi, Ray. Hi. Hello. Terrence is here, too. Hey, Terrence. Yoo-hoo. 
Torbjorn! Ah, oh, there he is, my good boy. <laughs> yeah, Torbjorn's up here too. We've got a four-person crew. We're gonna we're gonna hit the rock and start mining. Yeah, we kind of ran out of gas and we needed money, so we got we we took some jobs as dwarf miners. Yeah, so now space. we're working for Deep Rock Galactic, which is an intergalactic uh, mining company. And since we're all dwarves, we were allowed to, you know, sign up and be part of it. <laughs> but they said I wasn't so, a dwarf, so I was just a bartender. So I'm just. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You're a robot. Yeah, I totally exactly. forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we have a three person crew plus Terrence. Too. <laughs> yeah, Terrence is here too. Um, and yeah, so <laughs> the game is. That's what I'm going to just go into what the game is now because I'm, I'm done with the bit. Deep Rock Galactic is a mining game where you play as dwarves and you mine out the planet of Hoxie's five or four or something. And you, it it's the game is structured exactly like payday two. You choose a mission, you go to the planet and you either collect a certain type of mineral or you collect alien eggs or you uh, kill certain creatures and then you leave. And if you get out, if you get to the escape vehicle in time and, uh, and and everyone survives, then you get to keep your full reward. But as you stay there in the planet, the defending forces get stronger and stronger. Um, and the forces are more like the zombies from Left 4 Dead. They're mostly alien spiders called Glyphids. So that's it. You do your missions. They take about 20 minutes and sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. And there are progression rewards. It's $30. It's on steam and you can play cooperatively up to four, up to four person teams. And I would say that the game is at its best when you have four people with it. So what were our uh, initial thoughts of this, this video game? My first thought is, is this a completed game? I can't remember. Is it in beta? It is in beta still, I believe. Okay. Or I just wanted to something. Clarify. I think it's done, but like they're still adding stuff to it. It's it's one of those weird Steam games, kind of like Payday. It's it's in a development cycle still. Um, I like the gameplay. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It, I like the art. Mm-hmm. Like the skills that you get and the classes. Yeah. I'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> okay. I also think it's it's good to say here at the top that the missions that you go on to collect these things, unlike payday are procedurally generated levels like Minecraft. Um, so, and you can mine stuff up like in Minecraft. It's, it's, it's an unholy child of Minecraft and payday too. Why can't it be like a blessed child? It's a, it's a blessed, holy child. Thank you. Terrence, what did you think about this game? Um, I loved it. I thought it was extremely colorful. It definitely gives me the same thought looking at it as if I was going to play Borderlands, which is really weird. Yeah. I know that. No, it's, um, it's, I would also agree that the aesthetic is very similar to Borderlands and also the humor to some extent is similar exactly. to Borderlands. Um, I, okay, so the class is, I, I, one thing I do like about the game is that they only, okay, so first off, I'm just going to say that they give you four classes to choose from, all male classes, very mm-hmm. strange, but you can choose your skin color, that's pretty cool. That is good. Um, they make, uh, every class is very ugly, you are an ugly boy, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, <sighs> these dwarves are not 
cute. And I like that dwarf man in in appearance and also in character for the most part. Yeah, yeah. They're all jerks for sure, and they all like they all have nothing good to say about they're, they're, none of them are uplifting and all of them are extremely say some pretty abusive things to their like a uh, mechanical storage unit um besides that it kind of makes that for all your characters so i think the 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 approach with that itself is just gameplay i like how you don't have to worry about choosing a class because it's weird looking because you're all weird looking so i kind of i kind of appreciate that i like that a lot yeah. um I, uh, the, the no female thing is like, okay, well, it's 2019, like, what are you doing? But overall, I think it's a really fun game. And actually playing it with you guys reminded me of, of uh, what was the dungeon thing? What was Darkest that dungeon, dungeon? game? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, we each have classes. We played it in Ryan's basement. Dungeon Defenders? Yes, there we go. Okay. The vibe that I got from playing that game with you guys gave me the f- same vibe that I got from Dungeon Defenders, which is also you guys are going to a place and basically trying to kill as many creatures as possible. I mean, yeah, you are mining things and there is a goal, but really what the the, the game, you know, the, the aspect is about dealing with the creatures as they come. And, come in waves. Yeah, yeah, and crawl on walls and... And I I really like that blend of you're mining things and you have to watch out for these waves of Zerg. They're not called Zerg. What were they called again? I'm sorry. Glyphids. 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 Yeah. But yeah, you get the idea. They're bugs. It's kind of yeah, gross. Also, there's breathers, but we could talk about that. I'll never <laughs> cover that. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Um, Joe, what did you think about this game? This game is... I, I had the same... Similar reactions to the two of you. I... First, I was actually really confused. Like, I was like, wait, is this Minecraft? Like, what's going on? How big are the levels? Like, what's going on? Um, but then after I kind of got a grip on it after an hour or two and how the structure works, I I just think that it's a lot of fun. It it reminds me a lot of playing Payday, just the, the, the flow of the game and how much fun it is to do with friends. Um, but it's not nearly as intense as Payday. It's not... It's It's... It's, you don't have to commit as much of your mental energy to it. And the the other thing that did strike me from the beginning and still continues to is just the commitment to the rude boy aesthetic and the rude boy humor. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way. But again, we'll get into that a little bit later. Cool. Well, before we d- dive deeper, let's use our pickaxes to open up this loot box better. and see what's it's, inside. It's, it's stuck tight. But don't scratch the paint, though, because I want to keep it. Yeah. Okay, fine. We have to use the pickaxe to clean all the dirt off, but don't you hit the box even once. Okay, let me just... Let me just... Let me... Okay, oh, chunk! Oh, oh, no! It's fine. We have plenty. Oh, no. There was a Yu-Gi-Oh card in this loot box. Whoa! What What Yu-Gi-Oh card was it? Terrence, guess. It's Feral Imp. I'll be the... <sighs> oh, sorry. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I would have been disappointed in the Feral Imp anyway. So it's not a good card. So I don't want to see that. Oh, (laughs) all right. Don't tell Marble. Don't let Marble hear you say that. No, I was saying Feral. Oh, oh, oh. Thirteen hundred attack, fourteen hundred defense. Level four star fiend monster. 
Hey, you know, I have a. I I would have really appreciated if you stopped being rude to Feral Imp, because my friend. Why are you making? <laughs> it's the Feral Imp. It's talking. To oh, me. I thought you were cutting me off. Um, Terrence, I'd really appreciate it if you stopped being rude to Feral Imp, because it is my friend Marble's favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card. So I'd really appreciate it if you, st- you were nice, because we talk about it so much in my podcast deck of friendship. Thank you, Feral Imp. Thank you, Feral Imp. It's a podcast where every week your hosts, Marble, Ray, that's me, and Mars, review an episode of an anime based on a real-life game and talk about the themes and the cultural importance while we proclaim our love of friendship and try to make each other laugh, so the antithesis of Overwitch. Currently, uh, we're going through the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh!, but we're going to do other shows like Bakugan, Digimon, Card Fight... I want to do card captor Sakura. This is a this is an Overwitch original right now. You gotta do Yokai Watch. Maybe I like Yokai. I don't know anything uh, about it. I just know it exists. And a bunch of other animes that that include games. Um, and Deck of Friendship can be found on Lunar Light Studio every Tuesday or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> yes, even here, Feral Imp. Thank you. <laughs> You know what imps are? Oh no. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What are imps? Holy shit. Imps can be considered cryptids. Ooh. So there yeah. is another thing in the box. I was wondering. What is it that? Was feral feral imp. What is that feral <laughs> imp? What is it what does it mean? Feral imp is a cryptid? Wow. Joe, could you talk about the Cryptid Keeper podcast? I don't know if I can, because Feral Imp's going to start getting real quiet if I do. (laughs) That I ate, and I am okay with that. That's fine. (laughs) We need to finish this ad break. (laughs) Uh, The Cryptid Keeper is a weekly podcast on Lunar Light Network, although they are going to be switching to a bi-weekly schedule very soon. As far as I know, that's a temporary switch while they are dealing with some changes in their life. But you never know. Podcasts are hard to do sometimes. And they put a lot of work into their show. So give them a break, man. (laughs) They're going to cover Feral Imp next time, is what I heard. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just mouth what. You have to, like, yell it at the microphone. They tell you about cryptids on this show, and they tell you how to survive against cryptids. And you might be wondering what a cryptid is. It's a creature that you can't prove whether or not it exists. Which, I guess, I guess Feralimp isn't a cryptid, because we all know that they are alive and well, sitting right next to me. I was going to tell you real quick how to beat a Feralimp. Really, uh, 70% of the monsters in the Yu-Gi-Oh card Stop game can beat a Feralimp. Feral like, don't even get me started. With, uh, you know what? Never mind. I'll let it go. I think that the Cryptic Keeper could still do an episode on Feral Imp, and I really want them to. So that's my request as part of this ad to them. Um, and you should let them know that they really need to cover Feral Imp, because I need to know how to survive against one. There is one gnawing on my leg right now, and it's really upsetting and distracting. There goes your leg. There goes my leg. You know what? I don't need it anyway. Thank you to Alex and Addison, the hosts of Cryptid Keeper, for letting everyone else know how to survive against cryptids every Sunday on Lunar Light Studio. Can they teach me how to kiss cryptids? 
Um, I think if you ask them nicely. Can they teach me how to love cryptids? No one can teach you how to love Terrence. You have to learn that for yourself. Wow. That's deep. That's deep. Speaking, Speaking of deep. Of deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Speaking of deep, uh, Deep Rock Galactic has a lot of issues that I cannot look away from. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. gameplay's fun. The progression loop is great. And I, wanna, I want us to talk about that more. But I want to, right here, right now, talk about the fact that the dwarves are racist and are, there's no female dwarf. And... Yeah. It's it's just character caricatures of what fantasy dwarves are, and yep. I don't like it. Yeah, they so there are four classes in the game, and none of them are female. They do avoid the pitfall, I think, accidentally, but they do avoid the pitfall of having one playable female and that person being a medic. Um, but True. that's only because there are no medics and there are no women. And there's no reason that this game should exist that you can't choose which gender you want to play. Although if that were the case, I guarantee you it wouldn't have a genderless option. Like, And that, I would want that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer. It's a bummer how tone deaf this game is and how rude these dwarves are. <laughs> It's just not fun. It's not funny. And maybe I would have thought so when I was 12, but like they say things like die worthless crystal as they're smashing through crystal. They're constantly yelling at their minecart, which is called the mule. They're saying things like this worthless tin can, yada, yada. And they also call it Molly, which is not an obvious, uh, like, jump from mule to molly but they do characterize it as a person and a woman and they constantly put it down and it's really annoying mm-hmm. and like <clears throat> that brings back memories of payday like one of the most fun parts of payday is not one of the most fun parts but one of the fun little additions to payday is that the thieves are always complaining about how the drills keep messing up and how unreliable the drills are. But the drills are just like machines. Like they don't mm-hmm. have a personality. This game goes out of its way to characterize both Molly and Bosco, the little drone that helps you if you play alone. And the the dwarves are constantly mean, mean-spirited toward these companions and it's completely unnecessary it's definitely a, a very dated recipe for sure yeah like that that idea of the characters is is like 2007 type yeah. of stuff <clears throat> which i mean i guess i guess honestly if it was on the playstation i wouldn't be surprised i i think it would pre- be pretty cool if it was like an old school playstation 2 game i yeah. mean i still think it's cool though uh the gun let me talk about the guns the guns are a lot of fun they feel okay. good to me I really, I really do enjoy the guns. Uh, the class that I was using. Did you uh, explain Wait, specifically we, what the class is? Can we back up are? a sec? I want to make sure that we've kind of tapped this vein dry because I don't want to re- return to it. Um, Ray, did you have anything else to add about like the political insensitivity of this game, and not just political, but just general insensitivity they're, of this game? They're just rude to elves for the sake of dwarves yeah. being rude to elves yep. without explaining it. Yep. It's it's just fantasy racism. It's just fantasy racism. And I'm not racism. here for it. It's mm-hmm. I'm not either. I definitely play this game with very low voice volume. The voice volume is just for call-outs. I might turn it off completely. 
um, because it doesn't add anything. And and it's just one passing comment, but like it adds so much negativity. Yeah, yeah. You didn't need to do that. Yep. I think the game would have took a totally different direction if everybody was like super kind to each other. Yeah, or or if there was one character that was really rude to the mule and to Bosco and mm-hmm. not racist, but if there was one character that was really rude and curmudgeon then that would be different. They have almost all the exact same personality. They don't have names. It's just gunner, scout, engineer, driller. And that makes sense because they are customizable to some extent, but they aren't customizable enough if they're going to be standard characters. They they have nothing to allow me to relate to them as a player. Mm-hmm. And I guess yeah. maybe this game isn't for me in that sense. That's one thing I didn't really sync with too well. You know, I'm, uh, I've brought it up in older episodes, but I'm really interested in how I can customize my character and shine through with my character. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, I like the fact that because you couldn't do that, all of our characters are ugly. Like, that's cool. But, the, but like, like you said, if they don't have names, which I'm almost glad they don't have names because they're all, like, I don't want to like them. You know, yeah. I, nothing is making me want to enjoy them. Basically, if we were just uh, polygons with guns, I feel like I might enjoy it a bit more. Yeah. When Payday came out, I hate to keep conti- con- con- comparing this to Payday 2, but it just reminds me a lot of that game. There were only four playable characters, and they were all men. But they had names, and they had unique personalities. And it was frustrating. I remember being like, man, I wish I could play as a girl in this game. But you can't. But they also added characters later on. Also, there aren't classes in Payday. They're just different characters. They're just skins, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and they added women later on. And, like... I, I want that. I want something. I don't want that for this game. I want this game to be allow you allow you to play as a woman if you so choose. But that just isn't part of the lore. These are all hard, hard, strong dwarf men. Ugh. All right, I'm done. I'm get. I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. Go on, Terrence. Very good. So I wanted to get into the guns. Um, I I spent most of my time playing the driller. Now each character seems to have at least two unique weapons if not all unique weapons i've just noticed at least two of them they all have they all have different guns they all have different oh, completely. guns some of them okay. have like two classes might have handguns but they're different guns okay okay so and that's that's amazing i like that that that's really cool cuz i can only assume that the other guns i've only played the gunner and the driller and both of their guns felt really fun to play especially when you're mowing down tons of like alien insects yeah um I use the driller, and he has these two drills, so uh, he can use them as melee weapons, and he can also drill through walls much more efficiently than any of his other companions. He also has a flamethrower. So overpowered. I really don't understand the drawback of the flamethrower. It's ridiculous. It co- besides the fact that you can burn your teammates. It covers mm-hmm. a, a huge radius, a distance, a, dis- uh, a decent range, and all the creatures pretty much burn up and die before they get to you. So it's, it's really, like, satisfying to just take a flamethrower to like a, a nest with holes coming out and just mm. yeah as as you know as gruesome as that sounds i guess in hindsight but yeah it's a lot of fun also he has a handgun which is super cool because like i can just pull it out when i don't want to reload right now and i just you know or, or deal with the cooldown and then he also has a c4 uh that he carries around and you can increase the amount the capacity of that um, and you kind of just attach to a wall and you just make a big explosion and it feels so good uh, just running away from enemies and seeing them all crowd around it and just 
like take a chunk out. So uh, playing that character definitely feels really action movie-esque. And I okay. I'm totally for it. Like and I and with the gunner too, with his machine gun, he has a Gatling gun. That also feels really satisfying mowing down the enemies. So yeah. I like how the guns work. They aren't too overpowered. Obviously you can affect the recoil like you can customize what they do, just like most games that involve guns. And it it definitely does a good job of making the experience of the fighting experience in the game a lot of fun. So I'm always for that. Yeah. I play the engineer in this game and if there was a support in this game it would be the engineer yeah um one of the so the engineer has a shotgun as a primary uh grenade launcher as a secondary and one of his support tools because each class gets a support tool for mobility uh in some regard uh is a platform gun that creates platforms for you and it synergizes well with every other class because it can create platforms for uh, the gunner zip line, the scout's grappling hook, and it can seal up holes that the driller is creating while you're trying to escape to stop enemies from following you, which oh, is that's my a favorite good idea. discovery. Yeah. I love that a lot. I don't know if that was intended, but I love making that discovery. Yeah, that was a <laughs> you you play a mean engineer and when you started sealing up caverns with the platform gum, I'm just like you're you're a genius, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Also, I have turrets. Yeah. Yep. It's really important cuz it's the reason why we make a joke about Torbjorn. You set up the turret, you hit it a bit, it gets built. Yep. And and then it shoots things. <laughs> so, yeah. Actually, that does make sense. That character is Torbjorn. Torbjorn the engineer came here and started hitting hammer like he he still has the turrets that you have to hit with the hammer but borbjorn stayed behind and he has the turrets that you just throw and out. took up the mantle of torbjorn yeah exactly exactly <laughs> torbjorn is a title yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm all for it i'm all for it uh the other two classes are the gunner and the scout the gunner's main utility of the team is damage he keeps the glyphids away uh, he's got a big minigun, and he also has a revolver as a backup weapon. He's also got a shield bubble, which can use be used to generate shields in its area for the team. Uh, and in, he also has a zipline gun, which can be used by any of the teammates once it's set up to traverse chasms and things like that. Uh, the other character is... And, and that's my go-to. That's my favorite character. The final class is the scout, which scouts ahead they are the class that have that has a long lasting flare gun darkness is a real problem in this game if you're not like if, you know if you're not careful you can miss things but the scout helps mitigate that with the flare gun they also have a personal grappling hook which doesn't help the whole team but can be used to span great distances very quickly they also have a weak assault rifle and shotgun so they're not really a combat class but more Getting ahead, getting hard to reach, secondary objective items, um, things like that. Especially if they can get a platform under them from the engineer, getting high up veins of gold and morkite and things like that to uh, to keep the keep the mission moving smoothly. And speaking of morkite, morkite is kind of your primary objective material that you can find on certain missions. There's gold on every mission. There's also nitra on every mission, which is a different resource used to call in supply drops. 
So your biggest limited resource on these missions is is ammo. You have a limited amount, and if you run out, you've got to kill the Glyphids with your pickaxe or get enough nitra to call in a supply drop. And so that's kind of the that's kind of the driving force to keep you moving. There's two things I want to talk about. Hit me. One, you mentioned darkness. You were exploring dark caverns in this game, and you need to constantly create light with your unlimited supply of glow stick flare things. When I say that you go to this planet and mine, I mean you are sent to this planet in a drill pod, and you're sent hundreds, if not thousands of meters underground into dark caverns where the spiders live, but also where all the cool resources are. So it is completely devoid of light outside of your flares. It's not scary. No, not always. <laughs> well, it's mostly just unknown. Yes. And you need to use your light. And the light is limited. It, the glow sticks run out after mm-hmm. a certain quickly. amount of time. Yeah, yeah so you, you have to be on top of your glow stick game. They are limited not in number, which is good. You'll never run out of glow sticks. But you you can run out of them at a certain time. They take time to recharge, and they don't last forever either. So you can't permanently light up the cavern. Um, but you're also never going to be in a situation where you just have no way of seeing what's in front of you. So, that, like, all of that, the way that it's balanced works perfectly, I would say. What's the second thing, right? The second thing I want to talk about are the creatures in this game. Not the enemies, but the okay. branch of creatures... In this game. The Glyphids and the Mac- Mactera, I think, is what the flying ones are called. Yep, yep. And, yeah, those are fun. You fight them. Oh. There's eyeballs on the wall. <laughs> There's some eyeballs sometimes. You have to get eggs for some hunts where you take an egg from a wall womb. It's really uh-huh. disgusting. Yeah, it is. There is the bane of my entire existence, breathers who are bigger than you and do not harm they're not. you. They're just... They're definitely they're smaller s- than you. No. <laughs> you're lying. I'm not. It's hilarious that you think that your anxiety about these things has really taken you over. And it's sad and scary, and I feel for you, but it's also funny. So, can you describe it to our uh, listeners? Yeah, you describe it, Ray, and then I'll describe it. Breathe. <laughs> Thanks. Breathers are like tube worm creatures with weird sock muppet faces mm-hmm. that want to eat your soul. Mm. And they don't hurt you. And one shot from anything will pretty much destroy them in a puff. But the first time I saw one, I I reached a new level of, of, of darkness inside me. <laughs> You certainly did, and now you're constantly afraid of them. Which adds another like little fun layer of challenge when we're playing this game together. <laughs> yes, I have to ask my friends to scout ahead and kill them for me. Because if I... They glow in the dark, so if I see one, I scream, and everyone knows to start shooting a breather. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're silly looking, but... But they look like aquatic creatures from my nightmares. I'm not gonna take your fears away from you, dude. Like that, they're they're they, creepy. I get I get that. I get they it. they're creepy. very gross. They looking. just stand there. They do yeah. look like something that you would have drawn, right? 
Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. But no. So breathers are non-hostile environmental creatures that add to the flavor and the biodiversity of Hoxie's and they are white little sock pu- puppet looking dudes that just stand there and with their mouth agape and they don't They're the true antagonist of this game. They don't move or do anything. And if you shoot them they <laughs> They are very gross to look at. They are creepy. Like and it is weird how they glow. Like they don't put off any light or anything. You can just see them across the cavern even if it's completely dark. I don't know why that is. It's creepy. But here, some people would argue they're the shape of a friend. <laughs> we are not friends. No, you know what? I'm I'm better friends with Feral Imp, who is still gnawing on my leg. <laughs> I appreciate you. So yeah, this game is actually a psychological horror. Yeah, that's for the moral me. of the story. Um, Terrence. Yes, sir. Tell, tell us what you think about this game. What what are your, some of your yeah? What else thoughts? is going on? So, uh, would you wait? I do have a question for you. Would you eat the minerals in this game? <clears throat> are they edible? They look tasty. Not all of them. Who knows? They're really pretty. They look like rock candy. They look like rock candy, yeah. right? I okay. I would I would lick them. Yeah, I definitely okay. lick them without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't alone in this. Oh, anyway, no. okay. Terrence, what do you um, what do you like? What do you what do you dislike so, about this game? I think I like how the uh, elements of the game work together for me for the experience. The map is all like dark and, and spooky looking, and it doesn't show you much. Kind of looks like an old school like Metal Gear Solid map almost. And but you know, if you look at the game, you can tell that it doesn't even need to go there with it. I just like how all the pieces work together to tell you that you you're kind of alone on this planet and mm-hmm. and you're in the darkness and that's cool. And they although it's not a creepy game, they definitely do a great job of creating this of of, of just playing with the idea that any dark cave with creatures that you don't know of is a creepy scenario. It's really creepy. The breathers are one of the creepier creatures and they don't do anything. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't they do a good job of just making you feel like you don't want to be there. Like, their complaints aren't bad. Uh, some some of the guys, when they go down, they complain about how much they hate the planet, and they just really don't want to go down. Some of them even yell, please take me home. And in fairness, these dwarves are the, like, the epitome of the proletariat after capitalism like gets to the end stage they are working for deep rock galactic this inter- intergalactic corporation that cares more about their equipment than the lives of their employees oh yeah, oh, yeah. they're making it, money but their overlords are making way more yeah and we can talk about that too because uh one of the most common ways to lose the mission is that when it's time for you to go after you're done depositing all the resources you uh click the storage unit and it goes back home and if you aren't back by the time it goes, you're just left behind. Yeah, you're you're left behind, and they don't. And and that is okay. So I get it. Maybe it's maybe they made the people so awful so that you know when you get left behind, it's kind of like that's just how they feel yeah. about them, you know. But you're telling us that that these dwarves are dispensable, 
but yeah. they're terrible people, so that's okay. So that's okay. <laughs> which is, I'm sorry, did like, I say that? Is... is that what it came up? I didn't mean. <laughs> no, but like that's also part of what it is, yeah. and that's not great either. I, I mean, I, I for one, I think that the the capitalist overlord thing. While it's kind of overplayed in games like this, I think they do a really good job of it. Everything is really well written. All of the menus and things are very, like, it looks legit. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, like, when you're in the menus and stuff, it's it's pleasant to the eye. Like, it's it looks good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like the same feeling of that corporate overlord as Subnautica, but it's, I think it's, it, it's presented a little bit nicer. You know what's so great? And this is sarcasm flowing through. Um, there's a bar because dwarves love bars and they want to make the dwarves happy. So they included a bar where you can drink. But there's no food court. Mm-mm. Dwarves don't eat, they just drink. This is thirsty work. Mm. <laughs> well, it is um, fun. It's fun to, to pour a brew and to cheers your, your other teammates. Like there's a lot of fun stuff that you can do in that hub world. Yeah, there is. But I'm just, I just, yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's one more thing that just, like, if, if that was, if the bar was there and that was the only thing that made you think these are all rude boys with a rude boy aesthetic, then it wouldn't mean anything. But because it's that one other thing on top of the, everything else, like, it's 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 frustrating. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I have a question for you boys, though. So okay. with all the gripes and all the and all the goodness and the fact that it's in a beta, so it has potential. Do you think that you guys might continue playing this game further? Honestly, yes. I am gonna mute the game, but uh, the progression loop and the gameplay are really, really enticing. Yeah, we didn't even get really into upgrades and stuff, but there are like there's rewards for continuing continuing to play. Your character gets stronger. Your your weapons get better and. And that, that high-level progression loop is fun. And it's challenging, too. Like, we've been playing mm-hmm. on levels, like, three out of five, and we win probably three-fourths of the time. And we're getting better at the game, but, like, there's there's room for potential. There's, I don't I don't think I'm going to get nearly as addicted to it as I did to Payday, but I, it's got everything that I like about a game. And I, I spend a lot of time on Payday, and this is very similar, so, yes, I'll probably continue playing it. <laughs> What about you, Terrence? I think I'll continue playing it just because of the teammate experience. Mm-hmm. I don't think this will t- this will be the game that I play by myself, mainly yeah, because no. I'm not very good in stressful dark scenarios like that. Same thing when I tried to play Left 4 Dead 2 with you guys. I couldn't play it because I was alone in the room. Yeah. But anyway, um, it is so much more fun with with friends. I I love it. I I do like how it feels to play with you guys. Uh, all of our enemies are AI, and. Yep. We all just we all have a job that the other person can't do, so it makes yep. you feel like extremely yep. useful, and yep. I, I like it. I like it. And playing alone is fine too. Like the the little drone that helps you out is cool. You can have the drone like mine high up veins and stuff, and the ores just drop onto you, which makes dealing with that kind of thing a lot easier. So it's it's definitely playable alone, unlike Payday. Not for me because I can't survive a breather, <laughs> even if it can't kill you. <laughs> It's purgatory. I would literally collapse. I would. It, it's bad. It's bad. Like, it it causes trauma for me, it and is. it's. I'm not kidding. It's not a joke. It's very scary. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening to Overwitch season three. This is how I end the show. I start saying things like that, 
and then we say other things until we get to the end. Uh, what are we doing next time? We have not decided. So we don't do. Do we do that? That's here? because we. Okay, so I'm just gonna be honest with you, listeners. We have all forgotten how to do a podcast. Like, oh 100%. yeah. <laughs> Do we talk about the new next game? Yeah. We do. We do. What's we our next do. game? We have not discussed. So the this. next game we're playing next is... is the Aladdin remake for for the Switch. We haven't made it a final decision about what game we're gonna do next episode. So what we're gonna do instead is put up a tweet with this episode and a poll that will help us determine what you all want to hear about. We'll have some suggestions. So when this episode comes out, go check us out on Twitter. Vote in the poll. Let us know what game you want to hear about next. And you can find our Twitter at OverwitchCast. You can also send emails to us at OverwitchPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much to Lunar Light Studio for being our podcast family and for hosting us. And thank you all, as always, for listening. This has been Overwitch. Lick your lips. Until next time, stay gamer. Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. I'm your host, Andy. I hate most things, but I try not to let that get in the way of me enjoying my life, and I'm Evan. I love most things, and it really makes me enjoy my life. I'm Ronnie. On our podcast, Ending Pending, we talk about television shows that have only lasted for a single season. They're like canceled show investigators. That spells CSI. Yeah it's, yeah, it's like a bit. That's a bit. Yeah, that was like a joke yeah. there. We go episode by episode to find out what's working, what's not working, and where it all went wrong. And it's not just bad shows. Sometimes we do really good shows. Yeah, like Kings. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. That's yeah, really, really good. And The Quest. Ooh, love The Quest. Yes. Good choice. Excellent good choice. show. And Selfie. Oh, no, no. No, Ronnie, no? no. That no, was a bad selfie. one. That was, that was, oh. was real bad. We didn't like that. You can catch new episodes every Wednesday on LunarLightStudio.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Ending pending. Is it working for you? Oh, yeah.